Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. Well, find your notes, if you will. This will be the last in this series that we've been doing of Inside Out, of looking at what uh, you and I need to do in order to be the type of people that can be like David. It's a man who, in Acts chapter 13, God removed Saul, replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He'll do everything I want him to do. That's who we want to be. That's what we need to be like. So how do we do that? What we're going to look at this morning is, I think, the key to David's place, the key that made him this man. What is it that set him apart? Why was he like this? Why would he be that way? And so we're going to look at that this morning. And he was, his relationship with God, always desiring to give thanks. Now, there's a story, First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 1 through chapter 16. And I just want to give you a little background of this because it's important to know. David had a desire to build God a temple. He wanted to build a place for the ark. The ark in the Old Testament times, the ark was the presence of God. This is where God dwells. And so he wanted to build him a temple, but God said no. So David threw a fit. No, he didn't. You know, just because God likes you, as impressed with you, doesn't mean he lets you do everything you want to do. That's hard for us to grasp sometimes, isn't it? But God said, no, David, you're not going to be it. Uh, you've been a man of war. Your, your son's going to build it. So what David does is, says, okay, I, I understand. I'll get all the materials together. I'll draw up all the plans. I'll get everything in place so that when his time comes, it can be done. Now, that's a great man. And so, in this story, David is bringing the ark back to Jerusalem to its spot. He's putting it in a tent. He, he's setting everything up. And as they needed to do, they did so with great fanfare. And so, as they're doing this, 1 Chronicles 16, verse 7, on that day, David gave to Asaph and his fellow Levites this song of thanksgiving to the Lord. He gives him a song. He says, here's what I want you to be singing while we're doing this. And we get an insight into the heart of David, a heart that you and I should have. And so we're going to look at that song this morning to see what you and I can learn from it and to see how we should look at God. Because how you look at God determines how you obey God. And it becomes very critical to have a right perception of God. I, I've talked to all kinds of people over the years. And it's just amazing to me the number of times I have heard people say, oh, I believe God's like this. And I'm thinking, where are you getting that from? Certainly not in the Bible. Well, it's just, you know, it, it just isn't that way. So here we go. First of all, he talks about God's greatness. God's greatness. We've just sung about it. God is great, and He's greater than you can imagine. You can't make God too great. He's greater than everything. Notice what He says. Notice the song. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what He has done. 
Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. You know, if you think somebody's great, you talk about them, don't you? Exalt in his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and his strength. Continually seek him. So, we serve a great God. God is greater than any of your problems. God is greater than any of your fears. God is greater than anything you can imagine, than any other God, than any other force. God is great. And so, when we think of that, and when we buy into that, what should we do? Well, first of all, we should sing of His greatness. That's what David said. That's why when we gather together, we sing. Why? God is worthy of our praise. Now, well, I'm not into singing. Then you're not going to like heaven. Because heaven is a place where we declare the greatness of God. And we sing to Him and tell Him how great He is. Well, I don't know all the words. You will then. In fact, you'll run out of words. When you see God's greatness, it's just incredible. Psalm 95, verse 1, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to Him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to Him, for the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. If He's great, I need to declare it, and I need to tell myself God is great. And so many times throughout your day, when you run into circumstances and situations or people, and you face some things that you think, I don't know that I can handle this, you just need to say to yourself, God's greater. God's great. And you need to tell Him He's great. Why? He needs to hear it, and you need to hear it because you believe it. Secondly, I need to seek God continually. You know, that's what he says. Search for the Lord and for His strength. Continually seek Him. Continually seek Him. People seek a lot of things in life, but you and I are seeking God. Why? God, I want to know more of you. God, I want to be closer to you. God, I want want to have your way in my life. I want you to be exalted. And notice what Psalm 70 said. May all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, God is great. Now you notice, what's the attitude? Great joy, right? All the way through this. And so, you and I need to develop in our life a sense of the greatness of God, and daily we need to proclaim it to God and to ourselves, God, you're great. God, you're great. That's what David did over and over again. God, you're greater. God, you're great. God, you're wonderful. God, you're you're powerful. God, you're greater. Secondly, God's guarantee. God's guarantee. Now, you see, you and I as Christians have some promises, guarantees that God has made. 
and he keeps his word. He does it all the time. Now, notice what he says. In this song that David gave, here's what he says. Remember the wonders he has performed, his miracles and the rulings he has given. Remember what he's done. Remember how good he is. You children of his servant Israel, you descendants of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God. His justice is seen throughout the land. Remember his covenant, his promises forever, the commitment he made to a thousand generations. This is the covenant he made with Abraham and the oath he swore with Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob and as a decree to the people of Israel as a never-ending covenant. I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession. He said this when you were few in number, a tiny group of strangers in Canaan. They wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another, yet he did not let anyone oppress them. He warned kings on their behalf, do not touch my chosen people and do not hurt my prophets." Don't forget God's guarantees to you. God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. You see, the children of Israel forgot God's guarantee. God said, I've got a land for you, and I'm going to give it to you. And yet, when it came time for them to get their land, they forgot that God had promised it to them. And they chose not to enter in. Why? I think because they didn't believe God would keep His Word. God said, I'm going to do this. I'll help you. But you see, what you and I have to do is understand, God's guarantees depend on God's greatness, not on our abilities. And the children of Israel, when they came to the promised land, thought, we can't fight them and we can't defeat them. And you know what? They were right. They couldn't. But they forgot God could because God was greater. And they forgot His guarantees to them. Those guarantees remind us that God will keep His promises. God always keeps His Word. God always does everything He says He's going to do. Now, the thing is, He doesn't always do it as fast as we want Him to. He doesn't always do it in the way we want Him to, but God always keeps His Word. There will be justice there will be an accounting. God will be faithful. He keeps His promises, and God will protect you. God will take care of you. Now, this is hard for us. He will protect you, but He will not keep you from some problems. He will not put you in a place all the time where you feel comfortable. But you have to know that in the midst of life, no matter what you're going through, God is there to take care of you. He is great, and He always keeps His guarantees. He never breaks His word. Psalm 1830, God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to Him for protection. God said, one day, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to take care of everything, and I'm going to judge the world, and you who are my followers will be with me forever in heaven. That's a promise. God's going to keep that promise. Okay, I know it's early. 
But God's going to keep His promises. Psalm 56, verse 10. I praise the Lord for what He has promised. Yes, I praise the Lord for what He's promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? I will fulfill my vows to you, O God. I will offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help. For you have rescued me from death. You have kept my feet from sleep, slipping. So now I can walk in your presence, O God, in your life-giving light. Here's a man who had spent years running for his life. And he saw God's protection. He saw God taking care of him. And so he reminds himself and he reminds God, God, you've protected me. You've taken care of me. You've kept your promises to me. Everything you have done has happened. God, every promise you make is mine. God, you won't allow me to go unprotected. You are always with me. And even when I leave this earth, you will protect me in bringing me into your presence. So, you and I have this heart, I hope, like David, that says, God's great. And He has guaranteed to me that He will keep His Word and that He will take care of me. Now, if you get that down deep into you, no matter what happens in life, you're okay because you know God's going to be faithful. And then there's a third thing, God's grace. In this song that David composed, he talks about the grace of God. First Chronicles 16, verse 23, let the whole earth sing to the Lord each day proclaim the good news that He saves. The Bible tells us it is by grace that you've been saved. Publish His glorious deeds among all the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things He does. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are all mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround Him. Strength and joy fill his dwelling. Now, I hope you have caught in the word, Scriptures we've read this word joy. When you live in God's house, there's joy. When you live in God's presence, there's joy. God brings joy. The Lord our God is our sun, our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O oh, Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. Wow. Isn't that great? What joy for those who trust in you. You and I are here today because of the grace of God. Romans 5, there's hundreds of verses I could have put in here this morning, but this is the one I chose. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were, but as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. 
And so just as sin ruled over all the people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Wow. God is great. He's guaranteed me that He'll take care of me and provide for me and protect me. And in His grace, He has saved me. And I'm saved today not because I have earned it and not because I deserve it, but because of the grace of God. He is a God of grace and mercy. That's a wonderful thing to know. And so, you and I, on a regular basis, need to remind ourselves when the enemy starts condemning us, we need to remind ourselves of the grace of God. Yeah, I'm guilty. Yes, I sin. Yes, God, I haven't been everything I should be. And yes, God, I've done some things I'm not too proud about. But Jesus Christ came. And by your grace, when I chose to accept him as my Savior, you forgave all my sins, and I am forgiving from this point on. Wow, what a great, great God. And then he talks about God's glory. God's glory. He says, he's a great, glorious God. First Chronicles 16, verse 28 O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory He deserves. Give Him the credit. Give Him the honor. Give Him everything that He deserves. Bring your offering. (laughs) Do you understand that when you tithe and when you bring offering to God, you're giving God glory? Because you're declaring, God, you've made promises, you've guaranteed that you're going to take care of me, and God, I believe your word, and so I choose to give to you out of obedience because I want you to get the glory that you deserve. It's not me taking care of me and providing for me, it's you. Bring your offerings, come into his presence, worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before him. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. Let the heavens be glad. The earth rejoice. Toil all the nations. The Lord reigns. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy. David's kind of hung up on this joy thing, isn't he? Kind of a good thing for us to have right now in the midst of what we go through, isn't it? For He is coming to judge the earth. Psalm 44, verse 8. Oh God, we give glory to You all day long, and we constantly praise Your name. You see, you give glory to God when you live for God. Psalm 86, 12. With all my heart I will praise You, O Lord my God. I will give glory to Your name forever. For your love for me is very great, and you have rescued me from the depths of death. You are deserved glory. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life through grace. 
So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. God, as a Christian, I bear your name, a Christ follower. And I want my life to be lived every day, every moment, so that when others watch and see me, they will see you and you will get credit for your greatness and your goodness to me. You see, there's some people who have lived life and called themselves a Christian, but God doesn't get glory in the way that they live. And that shouldn't be happening. Doesn't get glory in the way that they talk. You and I live our lives for the glory of God. Paul put it very succinctly in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. God, I want you to get glory. You deserve it. You're a great God. I want you to get glory from my life. We call this sometimes worship. I want my life to worship you in the way that I live so that you will get credit and people can look and see your faithfulness, your goodness, your greatness. I want you to get the glory for it. Not me, but you. Finally, God's goodness. God's goodness. We say it all the time. I I hope it's never flippant. God is good. All the time. All the time. 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. (laughs) David loves that faithful love endures forever. Over 35 times in the Psalms, David uses that little phrase just over and over. His faithful love. He's good. He's faithful. Cry out, save us, O God of our salvation. Gather and rescue us from among the nations so we can thank your holy name and rejoice and praise you Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives from everlasting to everlasting. The Lord is good. Psalm 116, how kind the Lord is, how good He is, so merciful, this God of ours. No matter what you're facing in life, God's always good. It's always amazing to me how people will go through difficult time and blame God for all kinds of things. It's always kind of shocking to you. Hold it. Why are you blaming God here? Satan's the one who's at fault for this. God's good. Well, if he's so good, why does he let sin go on? Oh, sin's already been defeated, and one day it's going to stop. One day it'll be taken care of, and God will keep his word. But God is good to me. Okay, he's good to me. The rest of you, you can work on it. All right? God's good. It's called being grateful. God, you're so good. You're so good. Psalm 100. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing with joy. 
Acknowledge that the Lord is good, God. He made us. We're His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and go into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and His faithfulness continues to each generation. Now, I am convinced that what we just read in this song that David authored is one of the reasons why he was this man after God's heart, and he obeyed God. And see, and I'm really convinced, too, if you and I will get a right perspective of God, our hearts will change, and we will obey. So I'd like for us to end a little bit differently this morning. I'd like for us to go back through this and take just a few moments with each one and just give ourselves this understanding of who God is. And we're doing this because I just want to let you know, you could do this every day of your life. Of just a little thing, it'll take a minute or two. If you need the help, there's an outline for you. But we take a moment, and would you just talk to God and tell Him how great He is to you today? Just right where you're at, God, you're great. You're greater than all my fears. You're greater than all my hurts. You're greater than anything in this world, in this life. Thank you that you're such a great God. And God, you have guaranteed to me that you will keep your word and you'll take care of me. And I can trust you. And I don't have to be afraid. And I stand on your promises. And I know that you will be faithful. And God, I thank you for your grace today. You're such a gracious God. You've forgiven me. I don't deserve it. But you give me grace. Thank you for my standing with you knowing that I'm forgiven and that I'm accepted because of your grace. God, as I live my life, you deserve all the glory and the honor and the praise, and I want you to receive glory in everything I say, in all of my actions, in all my attitudes, and everything. I want to give you glory because you are worthy of all the glory in this world. You deserve that. And God, you're good to me. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence in my life. Thank you for the joy that I get to have because of you. You're my life. And Lord, I want my heart to be like yours. And I want to do whatever you want me to do. Amen. Now, if every day you can start your life with that, and then throughout the day remind yourself of those facts, 
it'll have a huge impact on your ability to be the person God wants you to be and the person you want to be. And like David, you can have a heart that God says, look, I know they'll do whatever I want them to do. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.